Howdy people, hope we're all well. Sorry I'm a bit late with this podcast. I was uh, trying to get home from Australia and you, you just can't podcast when you're jet lagged out of your brain. So this episode, I wasn't actually going to do an intro, but then I was listening to it back and I was like, nah, we need to intro this because this was a proper good conversation about bodybuilding that Dale's done in the past, prepping for a show, about steroids, very, very interesting, and also about how Dale is actually a coach that focuses on people's health and fitness and well-being, whereas most people from a bodybuilding background are focused on like photo shoots and probably unhealthy habits to actually give their clients, and I wanted to understand how he'd got to that point. Um, so it, it starts off a bit slow, because I've not done guest podcasts and we were just riffing about podcasting in general. But by the way, as soon as we get into the bodybuilding topic, it's so, so interesting. And it'll be interesting for anyone. You can see all the mistakes that Dale made with steroids and he didn't do much research on them. So very, very interesting. So I'll leave you to it. And before I leave you to it, actually, if you're listening on Spotify, Spotify, hit that five star rating button. Give me a rating. I'm on 115. That's class. I want to get up to like 200. And then I want to get up to 300. And then I want to get up to 400. Just help me boost my ego. Enjoy the show. Do you not get stressed about all of this? Like that? Because I did at the start. See if you 10 list. different things that can go wrong. Oh, there's more than that, mate. So I think we've hit every roadblock in here when it comes to it. So from we moved away from G4, episode 48, episode 49. My camera kept cutting out, so we had issues with that. Episode 52, I didn't plug my mic all the way in. I can honestly give you a hundred different stories of different things. Um, So we went through the fucking hoops with it. With everything. Figuring out everything everything that can go wrong with podcasting. Aye, so before you were saying about sound, sound's a, that's a dark fucking rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. Like, there's no end. Like, Like, with cameras, you're like, okay, upgrade the camera, better quality. Sound, it's like you're messing with fucking waves and... Yeah, I, I thought, just, I thought audio engineers were just like fannies with headsets on, just pretending Aye, that like they're mixing doing the decks and all that. Aye, exactly, <laughs> just like fucking underqualified like DJs. You know what I mean? So but I, they're actually like the see when I f- went to Paul and I started because I was just like I'm not doing that again. The stress I had, I'd spend like eight hours trying to figure out what I'd fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> and it was. The worst one was trying to sync up the audio with the video, and there were different lengths. Mm -hmm. And Paul was, I asked Paul, and he was like, yeah, that's because, like, the speed of sound travels faster than the speed of light, is it? No, the other way I don't, I'm not, well... (laughs) Who knows, mate? (laughs) (laughs) And who cares, because I will never try (laughs) to figure it out ever again. It's actually, yeah, it's definitely, when you look at the front of it, it's a lot more complicated than what it needs to be. Um, But I'd like to I think, touch wood... I can't see any other issue going wrong with what we need to do. Uh, I don't know if you see much of what we what we do in social media. But I see bits and so bobs. Monday's episode, we release episodes Monday and, and Thursday. So the pack was that James would do the Thursday one, I'd do the Monday one. So in the mornings, I'll listen to our own podcast back because we found that AI software, so I've, we don't actually listen to it back because that right. edits it all for us. So I'm like, right, I'll listen to it back, get some clips and that sort of thing. And it was the Thursday morning, I was like, James, where's... Where's the podcast? This is last week. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I uploaded that. We're going back and forth. So six in the mornings when we normally release it. Gets to 12 o'clock, he goes, I've not got time for this shit. My <laughs> way to work. Uh, I'll need to send it to you. You're going to need to do it. I can't, I can't do it. Like, James is, 
like he's like a an old man when it comes to t- say like your granddad with technology, like trying to use an iPhone or something like that. That's James. He's bet he's getting better, but he had to send it to me. So we ended up getting that episode up at like six o'clock at night. So twelve hours. He wasted six hours doing something whatever he was doing. Then took me like two hours to get the files back over all that shit. And we came back in here to the podcast and he says, Dale, I'm no kidding. I was due to quit. I didn't want to podcast anymore. <laughs> he goes, I even think about it. And I'm like, I still don't know if I want to podcast anymore. So I think he's on the line of just <laughs> packing in bulletproof mindset. Well, just because <laughs> just of that of the, one day. Just because of the editing stuff. So he's he's driven more than ever to get like five new clients and just pay just pay someone. So it sounds like you swear. You went well, through your own. We done fat like my me and my best mate in London. His name's Jamie. D- does freestyle. Mm-hmm. We done like five. Mate, I was like, I had my phone up and all that, and then I was, I was like, I was, I just literally, I didn't Google how to do anything. I just went, ah, that'll, I'll put the camera there, and then I'll get two Easy. mics, Aye. and then I'll, I'll just sync them all up, and then it'll be fine. And then every time you be like, when's the like he, because he would just come at my house, we'd do it, and he'd be like, "When's, when's the podcast up?" And I was like, "Just after, after I like try not like fucking smash my laptop, mate. Maybe, <laughs> maybe another like, five hours, it, and you might owe me a MacBook." I was gonna <laughs> say, did, did it piss you off that you were doing all the work? Yeah, you start getting resentment for yeah, no reason. Yeah. You're like, I just don't like you anymore. I was like, <laughs> if you ask me when the podcast is up again, I will, I'll block you. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of way. So, have I you done any solo ones? Myself? Yeah. Oh no, we, uh, we've actually been pretty good with that. I'd like to do a couple of recordings for clients and stuff, like on a specific subject, like for I don't know. See, like frequently asked questions. I'd like to have like a podcast library where I can just send an episode, but me and James are kind of covering that. As much as our episodes aren't structured, we'll go into the subject like the best way to lose fat, for example. Yeah. And we just talk for around 10 minutes. And there's a little, I, I'd say, I, I tell you, it's not that there's no structure to it, but we'll put down bullet points and we're off the cuff from, from our experiences. And I think that's, it's, it allows us to be better at our communication, um, refine our, our craft, what we're trying to actually say. And then it's out there, so it's good when I'm speaking to a client. Like, we done one, what was it we were talking about? Oh, how to stay motivated, it's a common question. Fucking every client says, I've just not got the motivation. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I, I, I think I'm really good at answering those questions, but I have to get really angry about it. <laughs> so I'll be you like, don't fucking need it. <laughs> I'll be like, leave it with me. Because I, I try, ref- I'm also like, I'm so back, fucking yeah. stubborn that I refuse to, I, tr- I try my best not to say anything. Or I try not to say the same thing twice with stuff like that. Right. So I'll, I'll get, I'll go somewhere and I'll be like five minutes just <laughs> fucking Meditating. fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Leveling yourself They'll be like, up. oh, I've, I just, I've got, it was like that question the other day I got about how to stop being all in or all out. And I was like, uh, just getting that. fucking raging about it. And I was like, because you're never fucking all in. <laughs> you're n- no you're actually, yourself. you've never been fucking all in Aye. in your fucking life. And that's the problem. I was like, three weeks of doing something, <laughs> isn't he all in? <laughs> Fuck up. How long you been alive? And then I was like, after, I was like, that was fucking great. I'm, I'm raging. I know, I'm fired up. I've got this built up anxiety. But yeah, that's where that's where our podcast has been pretty good that way. Because we can just say, okay, here, look, listen to this episode. Let's yeah. see. Let us know also if you've found value from it. And it saves the whole, well, Unless clients are just like, ah, that, that was a load of shit, I'll not ask him again. Do you know what I want to do? I want to get people sending me in. And, like, if anyone's listening, you want to do this, like, comedians do it. I want to get people to send in, like, a 30-second video of themselves asking a question that can be anything. 
I'll bring it into the podcast. Yeah, and then I'll put it on the screen and I'll... Would you ever do a live one? So yeah. you can do something on here where you can... So, see... This piece of kit. No, it's I already, like, I've got an anxiety looking at it. <laughs> see that Bluetooth button? You can connect your phone to it and you can phone someone. Right. And straight away that's them getting recorded. So if you have your airport in there, you'll hear what they are and it's just like you're having a conversation. And you'll okay. have the clip for it, so, so I, that's the way you do it. I want, the reason I want to get videos up, right, because I think I, so the solo podcast, when I realised when I didn't have Paul in the room, I honestly, like, some some episodes I would do, I, like, stuff would come out of my mouth and I'd be like, I maybe need sectioned, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But I also... Delete that. Yeah, no, I just throw it up, <laughs> but I forget it. what I say. So I compl- see for an hour, I'll just go... And, like, I might be talking about, like, motivation or something or whatever. I, like, sometimes it's fitnessy stuff, mm-hmm. but I'll go into, like, rabbit holes in my own brain and then people will, like, hear what you said there was a bit mental about this and I'll be like, I don't remember. Who said that? I don't remember. I don't think, that wasn't me. I fucking <laughs> blanked the full thing. Um, but I want to get people sending in 30-second videos and then I think that's where my humour will come out the most if I've not seen it and I just play it. Just off the rip. I, yeah, just fucking... I might rip someone apart or I might just completely take the piss or whatever. Uh, right. And I, because I think I need to play on my, the way I actually am. That's why I want to get back into full on podcasting. Mm. That's me. That's half, I think that's half the reason I'm back from Australia. As I, I inquired about podcast studios and they were equivalent to like 300, 400 quid for two hours. Was it? When I was paying like 100 here yeah. for like two hours and I'm like, I'm not paying four times for one podcast. Yeah. What two? It's expensive, and yeah. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that work. So I want to get back in. I'm fucking sick of short form content. Yes, yeah, I it's feel like I, I feel like because every time I make, I know how to make videos and I know how to make them well, get people to watch them, and grow my following. But I also hate doing it. Aye. So it burns me out to fuck. Whereas this doesn't burn me out, and I actually think, like you, you and James are quite good at talking as well. Like it suits your personality more. Like definitely, just yeah come off the cuff and just talk shit and yeah. actually help try help people at the same time. No, no, it doesn't seem tedious where me and James done videos before as well and that just, even when he came See here. See if I slurp this, will it do it? Because remember, I, I don't know. the last podcast <laughs> me and you done, <laughs> I was like, like fucking shout. I was like eating nuts <laughs> or something. Was no, it was uh, Biscoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, you won't It'll be able to hear it and I listen to I it I could back. hear it in my headphones. I was like, what's going on? Uh, short, form, <laughs> short form content. Uh, I've, I've lost my love for that just now. Really struggling with it, and it's not the actual creation side; it's the it's the editing side. Is I love editing, but it's just like I'm fucking done it. Where do where do I cut my time here? Because I'm spread so thin with what I'm trying to do. The problem with it do. is, I just I'm so focused on like I know what does well. So by the time I like I'm like right first five settings, I'm trying to get their attention. Then the next five settings, I'm still trying to keep their attention and I'm trying to build anticipation so they watch the full thing. Yeah. Then in the middle, I'm like, I need to do something to keep them a watch to the end. Mm. And then I'm like, right, I just uploaded a 30-second video of me just trying to get them to watch the video of nothing. <laughs> of the video. Of nothing. <laughs> Five tips for fat so loss. Fuck up. I'm so sick of doing shit like that. Know. And, like, it works. The annoying thing is it really, really works, but I, I don't think... I always look at it, I'm like, who did I actually help there? I don't but think I helped anyone. This is a fine dance that you have with your own integrity, though. And this is why it's so hard, because... You know if you had 50 people bought into your message, you could train 50 people, no problem at all. It's to get people into that funnel. So you have to say, you don't have to say, but saying wild shit like, do I lose five stone in a month? 
boom, you've got that attention straight away. You and already just, uh, I'm fucking, ca- <laughs> no, I but even that, angry at that. I know, you know how, like, that's, but that's why you see that in the fitness game, because it's no, it's, and on one hand, it's a trainer's job to fucking communicate a, a more effective message, yes, but it's also the consumer's job not to buy into that shit. Like you, like, and that's why if you have, that's why I like doing episodes long form, like, here's why you don't want a quick fix, because you've done it for years, you've yo-yoed it, it's never worked for you. So why don't your quick fix actually be a whole year long process to try to fix your shit yeah. instead of instead of all these mad shit? But I was, we were talking the other day about Jason Phillips stuff and that, and he had a he had a twenty. You were? I yes, this, this was life. yesterday. I, I, I don't know if conversation you, do you remember you came here yesterday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the last year. Like, what was yesterday. I came here. Nah, if whatever we talked about yesterday, you can write off. Uh, you you had the conversation with someone else. Just a shell. Yeah, so <laughs> there's no soul there. <laughs> At one oh, point honestly. I looked at you and you were looking at me like, aye. And I was like, I didn't ask you anything there, like, what's going on? <laughs> Carry on. I remember you kept talking to me and I kept going, fuck it, there's someone here. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? The first night I was back, I woke up in my dad's bedroom. Like, I don't honestly don't give a fuck, right? So see, in Australia, I was, I didn't have a wall. I was sleeping in the a hallway wall. of my friend's oh, house. Did you? Yeah, so I, I was, was like, thinking that, like, where did you, how did you... Sort of accommodation, all that was it just literally well. I just my friend, so I went to stay with my friends for a week. Right. I went, I didn't mean to go back to Australia. I just had that visa, just and I went right. I'll just go. See, I'm such a fucking like. All my mates were like, "Knew you were gonna do this," but I was like, "Nah, I won't." Obviously, I'll just go for a week and I'll come back. So I was like, "I'll go for, I'll go to Bali, and then I'll go to Australia for two weeks. Um, I'll see all my friends, and then I'll come back. And as soon as I landed in Melbourne, I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> Done this to myself again. I was like, you, know, you can't get sick of this view, and I was like, he's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's never coming back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, nah, I, can't, I actually can't go back. Wait, when did you leave for Bali again? Like November. I've only been away six months. Aye, so so you left for Bali, and I remember because you you were, we were going to oh do yeah, some stuff with this space and that. I um, and we met up just before you went. And you're like, right, I'm away to Bali next week. Away for four weeks or something. <laughs> I remember texting. Now it was like, when did you go to Australia? Tenth uh, of December, because I, I arrived the last day that I could use my visa. Was it? Uh, so it was like expired on the tenth of December, ah, right. and then I got to the immigration bit, and I was like, "Cause I'm I've fucked up so many things like that. I'm so bad with dates. I book hotels mm. on the wrong days and all that." And I was like, "Does this mean I can still come in this day, or like, this is like it's finished <laughs> Just on this attention. day?" <laughs> and he was I'm like, already here. <laughs> "You can come in." And I was like, "All right, I've got nothing else sketchy." <laughs> I don't know. That was a sketchy question, but I just—I'd uh, really, really drawn attention <laughs> to yourself. We were just that just made me a story. See, when we landed in Florida, this was in the whole um, city and shit and all that was going on. So when you, when you land in America, like there, immigration control and passport checks are fucking brutal. So the guy's like checking straight face and. He stand me, goes, why are you here? And it's like a family holiday. So Jillian's standing next to me and he's like, you ever been to Syria? And I was like, nah, I don't really fancy it, mate. And I started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I started laughing he just looked at me. He's like, is it funny? I was like, no, no, sir. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, man, I'm going to get my butthole searched here, man. This is going to be like a full, full-blown full search party. But he was like, carry on. I was shitting myself, though. See, now when Americans you crack a joke. Americans don't fuck about that. No, no, Australians don't either. That's no. why I was like, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have just said it. I was the type of your personality, it's just a wee bit of fun. You, you say something you're like, why if I just I was, said, uh, but I was also, I was so nervous. Yeah. The full flight, I was like, I could have really fucked this, like the full time. But when I got there, and I, they were also like, they made me take my shoes off because I was in Bali and they were like, Don't, we're not spreading foot and mouth. And that's before you get to immigration. And I was like, 
why is why are my feet out? I'm too stressed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stressed about this date thing because I've honestly I fuck up so many. Like yeah. we, when I was traveling Cambodia, I traveled with two boys from Dublin, mm. and I was literally like, as they were best mates, but as soon as I met them, like the first time I met them, I'd went to Vietnam by myself. I'd left Thailand, and I was sitting down at the bar by myself. And James's name was just looked at me. He was like, "What's your name?" I was like, "Gavin." He's like, "Where are you from?" I was like, "Glasgow." And he went, "I'm James. I'm from Dublin. Do you want a pint?" <laughs> and then I, I never <laughs> left him for like yeah, for six <laughs> weeks. We just got absolutely mangled for six weeks solid. But like we were booking everything together and all that. And uh, they were like, "Right, Gavin, you're." Tu- oh, we'd play rock paper scissors. That's my thing, especially if I'm on holiday or, or when I was doing drink ho- drinking holidays. I'd be like, if you don't want to do something, you'd be like. Do you right, know? Come on. And they and Real I game. lost and they were like, right, you need to book the last next hostel and I was like, Listen I don't think you're someone I'll, I'll do that. That might not go well. <laughs> and we got to the place. I had the shits really badly. I need to start giving a fuck about what I say on here. <laughs> <laughs> like and they'd also spent the last week behind my back taking bets on how long it would take me when we were out to go to the toilet. So every time I come back, they'd be exchanging money, and I'd I'd be like, "What are you doing?" It's so weird. And it was all to do with when I would go to the toilet. How <laughs> I many times you? Anyway, we got there, and we'd had to get a boat to the place because it was on an island. And we got there, and as soon as we hit the land, I was like, "Right, lads, toilet." <laughs> <laughs> See you in a bit. This is the hostel. Ran straight to the toilet, and my mate Julian comes in, and he's like, "That, Gav, when did you book um, this for?" And I, I didn't have signal, but I still had the email. And I was like, I booked it for the 17th of this month. And he was like, 17th of February. And I was like, I, I was like, is it not March? <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, but it's such a nerve-wracking experience. See, like, like, I let Jillian do all that because I, oh, so I would be the same. Because I'm looking at the date. Even when I've booked things in the past, I look at the date, right, it's that date. Is it that date? It's definitely that date. Looking at my calendar, it's that date. And I go through to like the checkout checkout page and from booking a flight and I'm like, it's not that date. And I go back and it's I don't know what it is. It's like some sort of it's ADHD. Yeah, or I don't some know what it is. So I was like, mate, we'll just come back on Paddy's day. I deliberately done that. Like, uh, I was thinking well, that will be so good. We'll just come back. Uh, you're just winging it. Horrendous. Um, I know we're just going off the cuff, but I actually was sat in your facility like writing down questions because see like, the two podcasts. I, well, I had you and James on mm-hmm. and. James stole the show was, oh, I've got anxiety. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Played the, played the emotional, oh, played the health. fucking mental health card. I didn't know. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I haven't seen him in six months. I'm slacking. <laughs> we like you, bastard. <laughs> um, and then you were mentioning bodybuilding. And then the next time you came in, we just talked about, what did we talk about? Fucking Me pissing myself. Aye, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about for, bodybuilding. For whatever reason. And I'm talking about how I thought gammon was spelt like gammon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that, was a, that was a random podcast. Um, you know? And I had wrote down that one that I wanted to ask you like loads of questions because you've done mm-hmm. a bodybuilding show, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And I know absolutely nothing about it. So what? Because I've got like a, are you you like to go after them, eh? I, I like to go after everything. If you, I, I like to just uh, sometimes I like to just see what the boundary is as well. Yeah. So see when I I slagged off gender neutral toilets, and I honestly don't like. I've seen quite. And I'm not going to do that again just because it's just, I don't know why. I'd, I'd done it just to see what the reaction would be like. Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the best. Lesson learned. Not the best. I'll probably not do it again. Why was it bad? 
Oh, just how quite a lot of people that really, I, I just can't really understand why people get so uptight about stuff like that. I just think there's so much worse things going on in the world, and that's just what's the loudest subject at the, na- the now. But I also, why am I talking about this? Uh, why, you like can, why, why are you letting me do this? <laughs> just go, Move just me on, please. <laughs> I want to see more, more backlash. I'm already sweating. <laughs> what was I saying? So bodybuilding. Oh, yeah, I uh, like to just... But also, it's like, when you're doing stuff like that, and I don't slag stuff the way I, I did when I first started, but, like, my audience will relate to all of that, and it just gets them to maybe agree more with me yeah. or whatever, and see my point of view more, but I'm open to, not open, like, I just want to learn, I'm still interested in bodybuilding, do you I know what I mean? I think that's the thing as well, I think that's one of the, the I biggest things. I find it interesting, I follow bodybuilders. One, I just of, one of the biggest things in our space is when somebody has an opinion on something, or has a camp, like CrossFit, or um, vegetarian, or fucking keto, they marry the camp. What are your thoughts on gender neutral toilets? <laughs> this has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. What's my thoughts on them? Okay, no, no, I actually, it's not actually a subject I've I've sat and thought about. But then again, I think banned. Why? <laughs> why? Why the fuck should? I'm kidding <laughs> on. I um, so I think when you've got a strong opinion on something, you should always be challenging your thoughts to what is the opposing opinion here. Like, let yeah. me be a wee bit more open minded to what the fuck is going on. Because from for I'd imagine like you've been in a situation where you're talking about bodybuilding, you're like, right, I've never done it, but that doesn't mean I don't. I, I can't have an opinion on it, mm-hmm. and that's something that's that's pretty good. So, so bodybuilding for me was was. Yeah, how did you get into it? And like, we st- straight into like actual bodybuilding and just try for, for such a. Uh, that's why I started working out. I think I no, I started working out. I think I said this on one of the first times I was on your podcast, which was all about one girl in high school. I was like, oh, they always get a six pack, fifty press ups, fifty sit ups every single night until I could do two hundred. In blocks of three, so without even knowing, I was implementing the law Good of pr- progression, uh, progressive overload. I was getting stronger. I was getting more ripped, and I liked I, I I liked the attention part, and that's really what what a lot of us. They, and that's why we end up coming in because we get attention from oh you you're getting a wee bit bigger or like look at the size of Dale like that. They were all things I was like oh, fucking I like this, but then another th- like I was never. I was never single for a long period of time, so it wasn't even attraction of girls. So as much as no, like no, but it's, see, when it comes back to it, it's like I don't know why. I just I've always been like a person that tries to seek the attention of other people. I like to be liked, and that was something that I really had to work on. I feel like every podcast goes down this because my thought is like we neglected as a child, but every podcast oh, goes down that route these days, isn't it? You know, I noticed that like Stephen Bartlett's thing literally follows the same framework, the same. where they literally just go, uh, I've "I never was neglected as a child. I done all this to prove to myself that I'm worthy, and I never fixed anything." Yeah. Like that's every single podcast he does. I don't know. I don't know if I've necessarily pieced together what it is. Like if I think about like how my relationship is with my parents and that sort of stuff, I don't have a strong, close relationship with family other than my brother. I'm pretty close with my brother. Um, Jillian often says that to me. She's like, "I'm surprised you've turned out the way that you've turned out." And at the end of the day, I could, I probably You're not should close with your dad either. When they say close, but we, we speak, we speak. We can go two or three months without speaking to each other on our phone. But he's got his own business. When you're starting your own business as well, like what I'm doing, there's a lot of sacrifice that needs to be made in terms of 
what I want to do and that's where my energy goes. Like the, in terms of my priorities, it would be it, it's Jillian, of course, like my wife and and this, like my mum and dad. They're further down that list, and I think I need to be selfish for for that point of view. And just the way you said that was fucking. No, <laughs> the, uh, you need to. Ah. Uh, but I, I think about that all the time. So I'm like, I'm such a dickhead for for being like that. But I'm like, well, there's been plenty of chances for really that relationship to foster throughout my 20s and it hasn't so let me take care of me and when maybe I'm in a better position financially and things like that then I'll not have these worries where I'm like right I don't need to work as hard or whatever it is I don't know like I say I don't I don't I think I've actually like faced I, that. I was just playing devil's advocate I've, I'm I, whatever you've got I'm probably like yeah double it, you know what I, mean? I, don't I don't know if the pleasing side of things comes from that or I don't know I just I like I, I like the who, who I'm trying to think of bodybuilders that Obviously, Chris Bumstead, he's like the big one that's in there. Um, I never liked the open bodybuilding show. But then I, there was a time when I was late teens going into my early 20s and I was watching the likes of these open build bodybuilders like Phil Heath and that. And I was like, oh, that's got, that is quite a cool physique. And I think that's when my mindset switched to go not to use performance enhancement drugs to go, no, fuck it. Like, actually, I'm going to go down this route now. What age are you here? Yeah, let's I'm actually just like walk through your so flow. Don't just. I'm an interjecting cunt. Just shut me down. <laughs> right, shut Gavin. Yeah, going down. So started doing these press ups and sit ups, and I was pretty. Ja I'll, I'll find a picture as well as I'm talking about this, but I was pretty jacked and had a pretty good physique because I, I brought it up in the podcast with James. And I was I've like, never ah, heard a Glaswegian person say jacked. No, no, pretty. I don't know if that's the terminology because when you're in that world, it's like, oh, I want to be jacked. I want to be jacked. So. I started training in a gym. I was a long distance runner as well, which is a, which is probably another thing. So I was always a skinny guy, and I was like, I want to add muscle on, but I wasn't one of these skinny guys who takes who has a high metabolism and takes ages to add size on. I actually responded really well to training, mm -hmm. but like anyone's training, chest day Monday, back day Tuesday, arms Wednesday, shoulders Thursday. Like me and my me and my good mate, my my, be my best mate, we just. We went into that. We loved gaming and we loved working in it. Everyone else was going out drinking and all that sort of stuff. We weren't interested in that. So six days a week we were training at the age of 17, 18. And he went down the route and we used to always make the joke of, like, it's crazy that you've got some of these big guys in here and I'm benching more than them. Like, I always quite liked that. Yeah. So I liked the whole, nah, I don't need to be. Like, imagine going on uh, steroids, for example, and... You look big, but you're not strong. So I, I focused on getting strong for for a little while. And I took a lot of pride in that, and I, I think it, if I remember, it was a it was a Netflix documentary that went into the the good and the bad about steroids, and it was a great. Well, at the time, it was a great documentary that I watched, and it listed all these things of what was worse for you than actual taking testosterone. And paracetamol was like a hundred species ranked higher of deaths per year. From testosterone, I was like, that can't be right. So I started doing a wee bit of research in it and started to realise that some of these guys that I was following, I was like, who were saying they were natty. So Simeon Panda, you know him? Like, yeah. like he, fucking amazing physique at the time. That was something that I was, uh, I was aspired. I was like, I'd Did love to be that size. Did he ever come out and say? No, he still says he's natty. Michael Hearn as well. He's seen. Uh, Liver King was the best. Liver, one, uh, Liver King was hilarious. And, so uh, when that was actually quite a like a paradigm shifting moment, I was like, man, 
can't surely not everyone's in this because I was I'd bought their programs. I was like, in twelve weeks, I'm gonna be fucking huge if I follow this. And then I'd get to week twelve and I'd be like, ah, I skipped four days in that. Maybe oh, it's because I skipped those days that I'm not this size. And I was going through this whole breast of chicken yeah. instead of two. And my mate had uh, had more time than I did, or he was f- he was more fixated on me. So he was in the forums and learning all these different things of. What was the good eye? What was the good stack to? There was a couple of different forms uh, forms being run. I don't know if they still exist, right? Enough. Reddit done a lot as well, didn't it? Right, there was a there was a few in Reddit, and he jumped on Anava, and I remember him kind of tell me about it, and I was like, I was like, you're fucking nuts. I was like, why? And I kind of let him being the guinea pig running it for like twelve weeks, and I was like, right, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I was living with a guy who was on it, so it was a couple of my friends in my circle that were. They're all taking stuff and they're taking mad shit. Every time I meet someone from like school, if they go back to the gym, they don't go back to the gym unless they have Sam's ready. Aye. So I'm talking about people that are like don't really go to the gym and then they'll maybe like they they've been in the <coughs> gym in their life, but they'll maybe sprat like they'll maybe quit for like three months or four yeah. months or whatever. Every time they're going back, they yeah. don't go back unless they've got Sam's ready. So Sam's is something I've never never messed with. Um I don't know why. D- don't get me wrong, my fucking TikTok algorithm. I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty good, man. That's <laughs> like, give me, give me some of that. Mm-hmm. But I, ju- I just think it's still early days with that. When you look at the likes of like what the guys took in the eighties and nineties and that sort of stuff, it's been around for twenty, thirty years. So long term side effects, like as much as an early. Like, so what age was I when I jumped? I must have been about nineteen or twenty. What did you take Anabar? No, so I went straight to injectable steroids at this point so I took a test um, I was doing it I was doing it in my shoulder first and then I tried my chest and then I went to my thighs right so and I'm fucking shit feeling needles mate yeah, to I'm this so day squeamish. I'm still right at my vaccine I, ha- I hadn't had a jag for about <laughs> 8 years and I went in there and I was like mate Please don't. I'm actually really scared. And he was like, do you want to lie down the floor? And I was like if you don't tell anyone <laughs> well, I'll tell people on my podcast <laughs> so so yeah, so my mate, had, he had then went on test and then he went on train and so he must have done it a lot longer. I think he must have done about six months of different stacks and I was like, nah, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it and I was like, nah, I can't do it. Too much pride and then I was like, no, fuck it because they start getting bigger. I'm like, nah, I want to, I want to get bigger so I tried it and didn't track what the fuck I was taking. I was just, I didn't understand it as well. So you I didn't track s- the milligrams or No, anything? I was too scared to ask, like, I would ask the question and then my mate would go, I oh, know this, 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 like, this is what 100 milligrams of that is. And I'm like, I and my quad. don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> but I'm like, right, cool. And then I text him, like, how do you know where to pin this? And he's like, he sent me this PDF guide. And it was like, it was a guy pointing to all these different parts. And see, the, the, the thought of doing it is a lot worse than that. It doesn't actually hurt. It's not actually that oh, bad. But like see, it. when you're in control of it yourself. So there's a thing called darting. So they say, like, stick it right in dead fast. Oh, I'm, I'm not that guy, so I'd, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> like, slowly piercing myself, <laughs> like, stabbing myself with this um, with this syringe. So, aye, so, and, and the thing that I regret, because it, it fucked me up hormonally at an, at an early How age. How much do you roughly think you were taking? So I was, I remember drawing that to, to two. So whatever... If you're taking a vial that's test 300, for example, and you take that to, like, two, that'd be 600 milligrams. Mm. Um, so maybe 600, 700 milligrams of test would maybe at oh. my peak. Is that a is week? Aye, so this would be a that's week. That's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. It's, ma- it's crazy. But what I wouldn't do was be consistent with it. 
and this is the one fucking kicker, but it's also my learning. It's, the, it's, it's for me to own it and look back and go, that was stupid for doing that, make sure that that doesn't happen again. But I take it on a Sunday, so it should be next Sunday. I'd forget I'm doing fucking crazy shit so I'd do it in the, the following Tuesday I'd miss a week so just all over the place maybe over the so space then also like, like six months I'd imagine that like your hormones have been crashing and all that if you're not consistent with it I have not no idea but I'd imagine if you're like you're <coughs> peaking at that and then like it's gonna go up and down yeah. and then if you're not taking it at the same roughly well, around about the same time it's, no? hard, it's really hard to think about because this is what 10 years uh, roughly about 10 years ago 9 years ago and you're not too self-aware when you're a young kid, you right? Really you're, like you do not understand self-awareness at all. You think you do. You think I nobody really can think question until you. I, I really, I'm really happy that I didn't start PT until I was 25. Oh, I know, because you, you've got this growth curve of just being exposed to people. I think I was uh, so dumb until I was 25, and I'm still dumb. But it's really... Someone said, or like I was listening to podcasts, and they were saying the male brain doesn't fully develop until like 25. And I think that's so true. Yeah. Like my twenty-two-year-old self, Jesus. Well, I was, I was, I felt I was quite mature for a twenty-two-year-old, like academically and in my career. And I, but I was very egotistic and big head. I was like, oh, I know it. I know my shit. I like, like I was a I, shit no, nobody else is training as hard as me in the world. Like, come on, like you're, you're not the main character here. Mm. Chill out. Everybody's the main character of their own life. So yeah, fucking very sporadic. In terms of my hormones, well, I didn't really notice much, but my I got really bad acne. And this has probably been the biggest struggle through my twenties. The only people I've told about this has been, I'll say, Jillian. Like she, she fucking, she seen me at my absolute worst with it, to the point where I might have looked good, but I couldn't take my t-shirt off because I was too embarrassed. Because and this is the thing that I, was I, on your back. Very, I I was massive, um, all over the place, and I'd roll over, and you can feel them, and it's just the most uncomfortable feeling ever. But it didn't. That bit didn't bother me. It was the I don't know why this got to me is at such a young age, and I think this was where I'm like I'm not going to tell people I'm on it. So when people would ask, I'd be like, No, don't take that shit. No. Imagine I went on it, I'd be massive. Like you can, that's how you know. See, somebody if you're asking someone, they're like, No, I'd be huge if I went on it. That's the like standard go-to line for a fake natty right <laughs> there, right? So so this is me in my my early twenties, twenty one, twenty two, and when I done my bodybuilding show, uh, I was off. I, took, uh, I wanted to come off it because one, I wasn't being consistent with it and two, I was like, this like, uh, this trench th- stuff is meant to be s- so fucking bad for you. So the acne, is that starting like as soon as you started taking it or is, no. or is that when you come off? Like when's that? No, happen? so this is, this is the thing that I've pieced together now at the age of 29. The acne never really came from injectables as such. It came from a high stress. So at that time, I got promoted to my first management job leading a team of people and it was the Hulk the, managing just the fucking fucking team. <laughs> that's, that's ironic like <laughs> but very like uh, when it comes to like the emotional state that you can hear where people were trying like there was an element of I don't give a fuck like somebody's telling me that their their mum's just died and I'm like I couldn't care like, but, <laughs> like I'm having to like, I'm like I need to check myself <laughs> like honestly you're emotionally numb to so much that you Did don't that actually happen? I, I swear like because as a it's, it's like PTing like you as a manager you're you're not just the manager you're you're in one-to-one time with these people every week and they're telling you all sorts of shit. And I was at the point, I was like, man, I couldn't, like, what do you want a day off work? Like, come on, like, like I would have to really check myself and go, like, I need to be respectful here. And I think I'm kind of glad that, like I said, that's how I know it academically. I'd matured a wee bit because if that was a year earlier, what the fuck? 
who cares? Hope your dad dies. Just you leave your money behind. I <laughs> like, and that, like, I'd be like so rude. But that's where I, I was very. I could feel that this disconnect from everything. We were living in England at this time as well, and none of my friends were near me, and my, I, had, I had friendships down in England. But I was like, I don't care about anyone. Like I just want to sit here and be myself and train, and, mm. and that wasn't a healthy lifestyle. But coming out, that, that's that's kind of where I started recognizing and going, this can't be good for you. So I was like, right, let me come off this. I've been on and off this for maybe a year and a bit at this point. And I was like, right, I'm going to come off so it. So when, when you've come off it, do you Support take other your stuff? Well, you're supposed to. So I started to get a wee bit of fluffy nipples, gyno and all that sort of stuff. Um, again, I went, I was so lazy with it. Rather than researching, I'd text my pal because I know he's, on, he's in the forms first time. What am I taking for this? Take Order this, right, cool, done. He could have sent me anything and I'd be like, right, cool, I'll take it, boom. Um, didn't really have too much crazy side effects, but the spots in my back were bad. The only reason I I came off it was, it's no, I used to think it was the, the next way of unlocking the way I would look. And I'd look like Simeon Panda, for example. I'd, I'd be jacked and shredded. But this is when I started to realise like, your training has to be good, your recovery has to be good, your nutrition still has to be in point. As much as it, it, you can get away with more, you can get away with more poor sleep, we better overeating, we better um, uh, not so clean eating, I guess. But it's, you still need to be dialed in on these things. So I was lying on my side one night and I looked down and my belly was huge. And I was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, what am I doing? But see, because I had a tight t-shirt on, my arms were thick. That's all I cared about. So that kind of was the wake up call and I was like, right. How heavy I mean, were you? I was about 112 kilos at my heaviest. Aye, so. Oh, I thought you were 5'11". Aye, aye, so <laughs> I, was, I was a heavy boy. So I'm sitting at around 94-ish now. I'm, I'm 96 now, I have a huge belly. Aye, so, but this was, this was big. So I don't do the before and afters as much anymore, but on if you go back in my Instagram, there's one there and there's one where I'm sitting and my belly's massive, <laughs> huge. It's like a big beard belly, but never... Never drank, just thought you could get away with murder. So came off it and was like, right, you know what? This year I'm not gonna. I, I tell I was drinking as in like in nights out, not nothing crazy like on a weekend regular basis. But I made a packet New Year. I was like, I'm gonna do a bodybuilding show this year. I was I'm, I'm in the know that I'm in the field, but I, I like that. I'm I'm aspiring to. I, I don't know. I think there was an attention part of like, oh, if you do a bodybuilding show, like everybody like if I posted a a picture of me. My top off shredded, they'd get more likes for whatever reason. It's a bit like what people do it. with IB fan to mm. like they try getting ridiculous, Nick, yeah. even just to go to Ocean Beach and take a picture. And that's like, I've brought that up quite a few times, and people think I'm taking the piss. I'm like, or if I say that to Australians, and I'm like, no, that actually happens. Like, people think about that picture in Ocean Beach, and they will literally do ridiculous stuff for that picture. So, I it was exactly the same. I always said that one thing on my bucket list was to do a bodybuilding show. And I would always, I actually, I'll come back to this, but I might actually do another one for, for different reasons. So at New Year, I was like, right, I'll do a show. I'll look for a coach. Found a coach that I thought was pretty good and started working with them. So I had like a mini off season where he increased my calories. And bear in mind, my hormones are really fucked at this point. So this was the biggest mistake I've probably done going into it. Did you tell him that you'd been on No, that? I was too scared to tell anybody that I took it. The only person that knew I was doing stuff was Jillian and my mate Ross. I was too scared to tell anyone. My brother found some needles once and he tried to tell my mum and I powerbombed him through You were like, bed. nah, mate, it was heroin. So. <laughs> I, would, I was like, no, it's diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say I'd anything nice. Like, um, 
because I, I with so much my identity that people seen that as cheating. I was like, I'm not a cheater. I'm not a cheater. But in reality, not that you're Fucking cheating, but you're. you're I know. Like, I know. So strong, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly. But done the show or prepped for this show and was the leanest I've ever been in my life. But I was probably had the most. I, I definitely fostered more of an eating disorder going into that. Um, my calories were the lowest point I've ever had them. My hormones were fucked. I don't think I had an erection for six months, mate. At this point, like it was, that's how that's how fucked up it was. Sex drive was gone. Um, overall, energy and mood was low, but it felt I was high because I was like, oh, I'm getting leaner. She had this wee spot of energy because it's the goal that you've got in mind. But in reality, performance at work was probably affected at that. I didn't even think about that at the time, but just overall fucked up for three minutes on a stage, if that. And walk me through that then. So at the start, you've done the off season. I actually want to know the <coughs> ins and outs. So, so like the calories, what did they have you on? How long did you do it for? And then like how did you peak? I don't really. I, I've watched quite a lot of bodybuilders talk yeah. about that, but I'm actually interested in like what the peaking. Every is. everyone's peak's going to be different for me. I'd signed up with this coach in the January. My show was in July, August time. So we just reversed engineered it from there. So he says, like, where are you just now? What's your weight at? What's your exercise experience at? And he gave me a workout program and a meal plan. Didn't even give me calories and that sort of stuff. And that was my own stupid stupidity, you no know, challenging that and really understanding that. A meal plan this point, on the same calories the full time? Yeah. No changes? Well, so I had a, an off-season meal plan, which was, like, the most random shit ever. Like... Don't get me wrong, the one thing I've learned for that, like four eggs and four bits of bacon, have been a stable in my life for since that point because I love that. That's just an easy go-to meal that I know I can digest I tell well. clients to have the first, like, have the same first meal every day. Uh, we were and they're, like, on board of it. I'm like, fuck. Change it then. <laughs> like, like, if get, you, like To get two other options. Yeah, that, that's what we... If you want a different breakfast every day, I can't. I w- but this is where I think, like, I thought this is what you had to do. So rather than challenge it and going, like... I'm really struggling with this. I was like, nah, come on, stop being a wee pussy. Like, stop being weak. Like, you need to you need to push through this. So I'd have an off-season calories, and then as we got into the cut, things would start getting taken away. Like, I think I had, like, three squares bars at one point, and I went to two. And I was like, fuck, man. And then I had Cocoa Pops, and then that had been taken away. So it was, like, very standard, very standard when it comes to it. As we get closer and closer to that date, cardio had kicked in, which is the biggest thing that I fucking... It's one of the main reasons I want to get back in and do it, only because you I want to do it without doing all the toxic well, stuff. Aye, because you should cardio to me. You should <coughs> you should be pulling the lever on cardio to lean out the last four weeks of your show. You should have explored your exposed your nutrition to a point where you're like, right, there is. Th- we don't want to go any lower here because it's like fucking. It's no. You also just start losing muscle as soon as you get that. This is this is the thing. I so I spent all this time building this muscle and. Albeit I was shredded, I lost a lot of size. But I looked bigger because you were you more cuts and more definition. You're also going to lose some size, but it's like the lower you bring down calories and <coughs> the quicker you do it, the more yeah. muscle you're going to lose, isn't it? Yeah, so, and this is where I, I didn't really understand calorie deficit. This was, this was not as big in social media. Like this was pre-James Smith era and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so I'm just following this meal plan. My cardio was getting up and up to a point where I was doing an hour and a half cardio, six, seven days a week. And working out six Every days day. a week. Aye, I so thought you were like an hour and a half no, over the week. No, no. So it started at 25 minutes, seven days. So this was like straight in. And I'm already working out six days. Got my bodybuilding split that I'm following. Very uh, most unnecessary thing I've ever oh heard. Oh, man. In my life. So I'm, I'm, I'm breaking down at this point. And I'm like, 
maybe I'm just not, I'm, I'm like, maybe I'm just not strong enough for this. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm not ready for this. No, come on, like, because I'm, I'm looking at the other, the other clients that he's training. Like, fuck, man, he's doing a, a similar show to me. I need to try and get in better shape than him. So I'm trying. I'm competing against some of these other people. So that was giving me the drive to push through. Don't get me wrong. I learned a lot about myself, like mental discipline of where, when it's time to go, and when, when, like, if I'm committing to something, like that was really the main benefit that I was trying to get. But secretly, as much as I said, I didn't tell myself at the time, I wanted to win a show, but I never, I never got to that point. But as I was getting to the show, I'm like, I'm not here to win it. I'm just here for the experience and reality. Like everybody's there because you want to win it. You don't put in six months of your life for, for, for some people are putting years and years into their life for it. So I, as much as I'd done the show and the show was great, so in lead up to peaking for that. Yeah, like the last week, what, I, what happens? What like, intake's so, gone. So t- tell me on the last week, like, and tell me the reasons for it. Why do they, they take carbs right down, don't they? Usually, and then start giving you it back. <laughs> yeah, so I, t- I cut out all, like, fatty fish and all that sort of stuff, and um, all rice with my meals were gone. The I think the Tuesday, so I think my show was on the Saturday. I think Monday was like one of the last days I had of training. So I had like a three-day period of just letting my body recover and rest. And this is the thing, if you're doing a bodybuilding show and you're doing your first show, you're never going to get it right because everyone's so unique. Everyone's got their own fingerprint of how they're going to react to low carbs because most people have probably never cut carbs out for that period of time. Literally zero. I think I was allowed a 500 mills of water. Tony done it with me for three or four days and I actually thought I was going to die. Yeah, so it's hard. But at the time I think back to it and I was like, actually it wasn't as bad as where I thought. So I think going into it, I still had a lot of food. Not a, not a lot of food, but I had, I had scattered meals and it was like, right, this is for a couple of days. And that's how I look back and it was like, discipline wise, I was I was there, but I was taking these dandelion tablets to dry you out more. And I was like, fuck it, I'll take them and it was just ruining my gut. Um, got my spray tan Dan- and I look dandelion Dan- tablets. Uh, is that to make you shit? No, it's to make you, it's to dry you out. Apparently, kind of soaks what up did, all the what water intake. What does drying out actually mean? So, like, see, like that thick skin, yeah, yeah, type of like, like literally, like stretchy skin, like peeled. Every v- I was very um, dilating in terms of all the veins popping out my body. My my quads had, um, I always had good shape in my legs and stuff like that, but I was. I never really seen too much of a difference from taking them to where I was initially. Maybe, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But so I'm doing this and I'm going into my show and I've get I'm I'm looking at the pictures and that and I'm like I'm fucking feeling flat is the word that they use, which is you don't have as much of a pump because you get fuck all in your system to fill out your your muscles and you're trying to peak towards the show. Um, so I think I was allowed a packet of sweets and tried to like slowly increase the carbs. It was like turkey, everyone does turkey that. It's like Harry so it's like or something. Which, again, for somebody that wasn't... I never had them in my food to begin with. So bringing them in at that stage was a silly move. Because how else would my guy react to other than, man, I feel bloated and sh- fucking sicky. Yeah. Like, what, that's what... And don't get me wrong, you're, you're nervous. You're stepping on stage in front of all these different people as well. I, I, such an anxious belly. I remember going to the toilet and I said, like, I can't fucking get this out. <laughs> and then, then done a shit and I was like, oh, I feel, feel so much better. But then there was a crash. So done the show. Um... Pe- also posing, did you practice all of that? Then uh, I was doing that. I actually quite enjoyed that because you, you kind of you're looking at all the people that eyes on you. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, no, you're just you're doing your you're looking. Well, I was following all these bodybuilders, so there was an aspiration to some point of how these guys done their their show and 
the the posing that sort of stuff so you'd start practice everyone does it you practice in your room and i was like fuck man i'm gonna have to do this on a stage so i'd try and practice a bit in the the pure gym fucking circuit uh, the circuit room at two in the morning which pure gym uh, the one i was i was down in england so the one i went to up here was sterling when we came up to visit but yeah so practiced a, a little bit of posing but the show that i was doing was uh physique so that's the one where you you wear shorts you don't wear the wee the wee thong and everything like that um it's usually the guys who don't have big legs who go into that point and i wanted to do classic but i saw my mate do um classic like three months prior uh, no classic, sorry, muscle model, it was called, where they, it's like hot pants that they wear. Right. So they kind of get their legs out, and I watched my mate do that, like, four months prior to mine, and he was, he's big guy, but he was, like, one of the smallest guys on stage, and I was like, nah, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not getting laughed off the stage, like, <laughs> fuck that. So I was like, I'll go in, I can't agree that I feel that I can I have a better chance at, and um, went into one that was, you wear the board shorts and things like that, and... Ah, uh, you could see that my quad was like sweeping out because my legs were actually pretty good at the time. Yeah. Um. So I done that, and then where did you finish? I came third, but there was only three people that was there, and in, in my category, three the whole show, I was like, yeah, so I got a medal. So you but came, that that you was came, actually came I was, last. I uh, came last. <laughs> came last. So that was actually quite uh, quite. I I definitely see looking at the the size of the guys. I lost because I had fucking really bad gyno. My shape was good, and I had really bad acne, and all of this was stress. This was just constant yeah, stress. Yeah, that's what I wanted up. to ask you about the because it ruined so your the, physique. the acne that you were stressed about. How did you feel about that? You're going to show that on stage. It was, it was keeping me up at night. It honestly, was I was I generally didn't want to do it, and I was like, oh, maybe if I get a spray tan, you won't see it as much, and then I'm kind of trying to hide it in the shadow, and I'm like, oh, it's not as bad as what I think it is, and then I take like static pictures. Or I'd take a video recording and I'd walk away and I'm like, oh, fuck. Because you don't see your back. Yeah. So you don't, you don't like, I can look in the mirror and I was like, ah, oh, it looks a wee bit bad, but it's not as bad as what I think it was. And then that just kept playing in my mind. And I that definitely hindered my, my, my progress and stuff. But the whole way I went about it was completely wrong. But I would never change it for the world as well. Because it allowed me to, it, it pushed me more into fitness. The more I started learning about some of these things of, like, how cardio affects your body if you start ramping it up. I'm like, fuck, that was me. That kind of makes a lot more sense. So it allowed me to piece things together now. So I think I'll do another one yeah. for sure in the, in the future. But it's a lo- one thing that the whole process, the, the most underrated thing that everyone overlooks is the sacrifice that you, ma- you need to make. You need to be a very stubborn bastard and it ruins the relationships with people around you. Like, luckily, I've got a good a good wife that's by my side and she was supporting us every step of the way but relationships are d- like if you've just met somebody you're ruining that relationship straight away because you're like there's no understanding from your the other part because you're being very selfish yeah. very very selfish doesn't matter what's going on the engagement parties everything the like, gyno what happened with that it sort of just cleared up itself i took some tablets but never again my my whole mentality at this point was just is fucked. The, the tablets you take, is that to... Like it's estrogen look, blockers. Yeah, aye, that's what aye, I was going to so see me trying aye. and struggle there. <laughs> <laughs> aye, right? So aye, there's, there's a couple of different ones. That's what Clomid, people, the people who take SARMs like Oh, they fight. Because yeah. it messes with the, how your receptors are and how the production of estrogen and all this sort of stuff. 
kind of plays in your body. I thought I'd gain all when I was a kid, oh, but I was fat. I was again, like, again, I it's just imbalance. Like it's imbalance of hormones at the end of the day. So, oh, I was just like, I think the two that I was taking, <laughs> two that I was taking was letrozole and um, clomid. They were the two that I had tried out, and I think clomid would seem to be the best one for me. And it was just like a wee tablet a day, and after a couple of weeks, I think I can still kind of feel a little bit there, but I think that's just paranoia more than anything. I think everyone, like guys in particular, like is always like a wee bit of kind of cutting their nipple nobody's got pure rock solid nipples all the time yeah. like everyone's got an element of that um i think especially if you're if you go through your 20s drinking and gaining fat and then losing fat and then gaining fat you're going to have build up a, a little bit of gyno but it's always reversible i think for sure what happened there fucked absolutely <laughs> fucked so you, you, so what, this like is what's, what what's body glorified fat percentage do you think you were at i must have been about six Definitely about, yeah, I would, about I, six. I was lean. I would die before I got Aye, to six so, percent. So from going from about ten down to to six, and I wouldn't say I was six for for a while. I was six for maybe like the last week because all these different tools of ramping up the cardio, doing more activity, cutting food, and then cutting my water intake. <coughs> After the show, one thing that's glorified in the space is the binge, the eating. Because I think that's the most unhealthy thing oh that people talk about. I gained 22 pounds in 12 hours, mate. I'm not even kidding. 22 pounds of weight. Well, no fat, but just retention and of how long? everything. 12 hours, post show. I'd, so we, Excuse I'd, me? Uh, exactly. So we're about three hours. We're about three, four o'clock in the afternoon. And they serve pizza backstage. They've got donuts. Jillian bought me a big tub of Nutella. Oh, uh, well done for your show. Here's aye, your eating disorder. Well, it is. And this is where, in that space, there's probably more disorders when it comes to, maybe, I don't like labelling it, but definitely a lot of trouble with body image and eating. Like, no doubt, no question about it. To go that restrict, to a binge, to restrict, to a binge, I gained that weight and added fat cells onto my body that I'll never be able to lose now. So even if I lean out again, that'll probably be the leanest. As much as I can maybe bring a better shape, I'll never be able to go that lean because of the stores of body fat that I've added onto my, hmm. my body. And this is where you see, like, if you follow the bodybuilding space, that competitors who do have these big binges, they, you're like, you see their off-season, you're like, man, they're fucking huge, what the fuck? Like they were, they were well ripped. Like look at the actual size of that person, and then when they get lean for the following year show, they're a wee bit softer, and then softer, and then they're just getting kind of muscly and thicker. And you're like, where's the, where's this leanness? That they're kind of they've lost that part, and it's because of that. It's because of the the binge part. So I had the the most horrific cramps in my stomach for eating so much food. We were driving four hours from uh, Glasgow down to Nottingham. Had to stop at the first services like an hour in. To the point where I was like, I'm going to have to book into this Holiday Inn because I was lying in the back seat, like just holding my tummy, and I was like, "What the fuck's wrong with me?" Woke up the next day and I was in the best shape of my life because <laughs> you see all that bad food, yeah. quote unquote bad food, like it just went right into my muscle groups. I had a wee bit of tan on. But is that job. like one day you feel like that, and then one day and it's gone. Aye. Well, it says a couple of days went by because I went out the weekend after. I remember coming back up, going out the weekend after with my mate, and my mate's always been bigger than me. This is one of the first times I'm like. I'm fucking, I'm bigger than you. You're a midget. I was like, I was like look at, look at you, wee man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I it doesn't last long. It doesn't last long. And and then did you continue to keep eating? 
uh, I didn't track a thing. And I never tracked at this point as well, which is kind of worth mentioning. And I had to go through and were you a process tra- did you go of back into training straight away. I trained the next day just for the sake of training. Like I, I like to train first thing in the morning, like more for my sanity more than anything. Mm-hmm. And they trained all week, so it was just Jillian was going to the gym and I wanted to get in the same session. And I was like, "Fuck no!" I was like, "I look well good." Like, but the day, the literally the week before, as much as you you maybe take look at that still image, I remember the thoughts. I'm like, "I'm not ready for this show. I'm not big enough. I'm not shredding. I'm too fat." And I'm like, I look back at the pictures and I'm like. I can remember how vivid those, the way I was speaking to myself in those pictures. I'd do a video and I'd be like, what a waste of time this has been. Why have I done that to myself? Why am I not good enough? And all this sort of stuff. When in reality, I should have just accepted that. Can I look, look how far you've came? Well done. Like there's such is, negative is there any elements of, because I would say you're the, some from someone that's done bodybuilding, you're the least bodybuilder-esque sort of coach. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the way you coach people, like you're almost anti all of that. Yeah. How? Why? How do you think that's happened? Because there's a better way to be healthier and fitter. I honestly think. Oh, w- this is why I want to do bodybuilding again because I feel there's a way that if I tell my story just now and if I go out for example and say like doing cardio, sixteen weeks out of your show, it's fucking terrible. And people are like you done one show, mate. Shut up, and you finished last, right? So there's third. There's, I thought third. third. Well, that's that would be my <laughs> comeback, wouldn't it? So that's where there is that part where I'm like, you know what? I'd I'd like to do that again, just to say like, look, there is a better way of doing it. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't actually care that much. At the same time, uh, getting into health and fitness that that was me thinking I was in it. In reality, that was not health and fitness, and I started to realize like. I'm trying to impress people that are already in health and fitness. What the fuck's this all about? And then started thinking about a broader scale, looking at the people that I used to manage in my team. And I'm like, I'm the only guy in this call centre of like 150 people. There's maybe two of us that goes to the gym. And I started realising, I was like, why do people not lift weights? And it's like, oh, because they're seeing me. Oh, I can't do what Dale does. It's like, no, you don't need to be a bodybuilder. And that actually just... You didn't give a fuck about my dog I, dying. <laughs> no. So this just sent me down this path of going... What I was doing in that, as much as it's to me at the time was cool, I was like, well, I actually changed the way that I train. So I started training full body two days a week. I got bigger, I got stronger. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? No, and this is no drugs, none of, none of that yet. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how can I train less? So I started going into the research and learning a wee bit more about health and fitness. And in that realm, you start learning about personal training in general, like why some people react better to an eight rep range and why others do one to four. I never understood all of this. Started doing nutrition, calorie deficit, surplus, all this sort of stuff. I'm like, why the fuck did I not know any of this going into a, a, a quote-unquote bodybuilding show? So yeah, it's just, I just doing what I like. Oh, to get bigger, I just need to to jump on tests. No, to get bigger, you need to be in a surplus, mate. Like, <laughs> doesn't matter how much tests you train, like you take. Where I think, like, oh, I'm going to McDonald's and having two twenty chicken nugget meals, bulking, bro. That's so what it's about. Aye, so so there's so there's so much in this subject, but I I don't I think as I started seeing my own journey improve and things get better, and I was like, I've been doing this whole thing wrong. And I think bodybuilding in that space will always hold a place in, in my heart. I've gone, oh, that's kind of re- interesting that. But the, the more that I go into personal training and coaching, the more it's two different, completely different things from what I want to do. And I actually don't I don't care for it. I've got respect for it. 
but I couldn't care less for it. But I think a lot of people, as I was going through my journey, a lot of people associate the gym with looking good. That picture in, in Ocean Beach, going on their holiday, their wedding day, their their show that they're doing. Like everyone thinks about the gym that way. And, and my message has changed dramatically in the last couple of years, which is all about, look, see if you lift weights a couple of times per week, you'll have a stronger, healthier lifestyle than anyone in your circle. Yeah. You'll be more resilient. You're more mentally strong. Your bones will just be better for you. And I think I, I always play it back to a story, which was a couple of my clients went through this as well. Like you said, like people that I used to manage where their mums had died or their, their dads died, their grandparents had died. You seem to be like a bad omen. <laughs> it's, 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 it's always... There's a lot of death died. associated with you. Um, I knew that was going to happen. It's all right. This will still record. Um was I saying there? I might not even put, like, so the camera just went off. I might just stick this up as an audio. I audio. I was going to say the, the I, so the, the story, like, you always think of, like, a grandparent dying, and, and it, a lot of people were dying because of a fall. A fall had happened that put them in hospital, and then it was just the, the, the demise of their health. And that's what led me down the path. Like, why are people so weak as we're getting older? Mm. And a lot of that, to me, comes back to not having a wee bit of strength training in your, in your routine, no strength training like powerlifting, but just general way like resistance training of lifting weights. I done like a podcast where I was like, "Why health and fitness matters, um, or really matters." Like just to emphasize it, and uh, I spoke about my mum and my dad, and I was like, I literally learned what not to do from them. <coughs> my dad had a heart attack at like forty five. My mum's like struggles to walk the length of herself but mm. like rheumatoid arthritis is when it's genetical they also think it's to do there's a guy called gabber matty who's a like leading psychologist you heard him he's been on rogan and that oh, i was gonna say i probably been on him. diary of a ceo but he seems to think that rheumatoid arthritis is actually like a trauma response so a physical trauma response rather than a mental trauma response um and so she's got so much wrong with her, but she never done anything my full childhood, anything to like look after her mental health or her physical health, like never yeah. done anything. And I like learned what and my, like you would not want to live my mum's existence if you know what I mean. I like I've been going for therapy. You'd mostly do with that, and like oh she's done a fuckload of shit that I've still hard find it hard not to hold a grudge on her for I still look at her and I go I feel so bad for her yeah but I also look at it and go that's what I, w- I would I want to prevent stuff like that happening to me no I know and I think like I've got some crazy powerful stories from clients who are carers and they go into people's houses and look after them I've got one one lady I trained she's just turned 60 and she came to me because she was going into these houses and she was looking after people in their forties and fifties, who were bedbound, couldn't move because they were just just over consuming food from years, drink, and then leading to their poor health. And there's no there's no doubt about it. We're like technology has got a, way, a part to play in this, but we're getting far weaker and just less resilient to fucking life. Like we're going closer to the film Wally more than anything. If you've ever seen that, where you're just in these mobile chairs that take you around everywhere. Technology is great, but I think yeah, this is why. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so I think this, this, I think this is why more than ever, like 
it's that's why I'm in doing the job that I'm doing because I want to be a part of the industry that helps that. And as much as it's got shit in our own industry, like bodybuilding part, in the grand scheme of things, I'm starting to see that actually, what's the point of a challenging a body? But that's not the right way to do something, mate. I'd rather just go out there and help the, like I said, if you look at the ratio where a call centre or you go on holiday, for example, and you kind of look about and you're like, so many people here that I can tell that just don't work out. Not because they don't look good, but because you can just tell the way somebody moves. You're like, they're actually in so much pain and yeah. it could be eliminated if you just fucking, if, and it's if they needed the help. That, it's not that much. It's nowhere near as much as what people would think they need to Two do. Two days a week, man. One day and a week, man. I've like, seen. you can do some mobility, but even just by squatting and shit, you'll get more mobile and then you can add stuff like that and yeah. you don't need to do too much at the start just fucking start going just doing something because as soon as you start seeing the reward you're hooked like, yeah. and that's the that's the beauty of it and that's like, our job isn't it to get them get to the, the point where they see the reward yeah. and you don't get more you don't get a lot of people there but the ones you do get there you're like as soon as I see someone go like that i just done this my remaining deadlift look at my form I'm like done. got you aye. done aye, you're my job is done aye. And, and that's why like when it comes to this space that that's what I mean, like, there's so many people that don't work out because they're like, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. And I think that's really what, what sent me down the path of where I am now because I'm like, you don't have to be. Actually, you don't want to be because it's not healthy. Yeah. And you're like, what do you mean it's not healthy? So I'm sub 9% or 10% for, for guys being that lean. That's your genetic freak. They ain't, they're not waking up with morning wood. Who wants that? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to be, like, moved towards a mannequin for the rest of their life, eh? Like might might look good in a beach picture, but and that's not to say that's everyone because don't get. I'll have holidays coming up this year, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean out a wee bit. But I bought through all mine last year. <laughs> mine's are done. Oh, I, or you'll notice I don't post any topless pictures at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> but I think not that I ever did. But uh, like, I'm gonna cut on Monday because I've I'm actually pregnant. <laughs> Genuinely pregnant. Yo, you pop belly. Gavelina inside me. <laughs> I'm gonna call it. So for I for me like confidence in your. And yourself, that can that's that's really what I've been working on because I thought I can't I can't have that confidence unless I'm lean. But then I wasn't. I went from being super skinny to getting all these compliments because I started getting more shreddy and then getting too big where I was at the point where I was like really fat at the same time. And then stepping on stage being lean, so my identity was the guy that was in the bodybuilding space or was was trying like as I would be a self uh, a, a topless selfie every. Every week on my Instagram, every couple of days, and I thought I need to I need to find what my identity is. Like, what what is mo- there must be more to this aesthetically, and focusing on my health to get stronger. Like benefits of I couldn't I couldn't hold the barbell on my back. I was that immobile for doing bench so much. I had to use a Smith machine, put my arms in front of me, and that's how I would squat. And I'd go halfway. So working on my mobility, that's that was that starting was a journey. to happen to me. You know, doing, is it? doing five, three, one, yeah. I'm Oh, it's getting as heavy. It's a lot. It's a lot of stress. I'm feeling like just let my my elbow just feels like it's it's going to pop. Yeah, James has I mean? gone through that. Then now he's got a wee bit. I got like golfer's elbow, or or tennis just, like, elbow. My wrists. I'm like, oh, do you need to get a But that's uh, and this is where like there's no. You don't have to be stuck stuck to one phase. You don't need to marry bodybuilding or strength training. Like there's benefits from everything. You just need to merge well, them and like blend them in. I've been doing like my strength phase, and I've been doing it for like over a year. Mm. Like. But after that, I'll probably just go on to something else. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. It's been class. Yeah, because you, you, you learn a lot, but then you go into an R phase and go back to your strength phase and you're a little bit stronger. But yeah, for health and fitness is, is more than the looks. It's 
it's something you're doing forever. It's your lifestyle that you that you really need to change. And it's not a lot of work. It's it, it's maybe it is a lot of work, but it's hard work in the start to build a habit. Yeah, but only because it's anxiety inducing. I think I think once you prove to yourself that you can do it. Then it's not hard work. Yeah. Once you once you get start. to a result as well, it's like doesn't it take anywhere near as much? I thought oh so opening this place, for example, I was probably been the most inconsistent in my training for the last three, four years and I'm like, I'm gonna lose all my size in that. So but I made a pack that I would try and train once full body every every week. And then it was once one week, twice the next week, zero the week after. And I've maintained a level of strength and and size and I'm like, what the fuck's going on there? And there's a there's a paper they get published and it was like you need something around this is where studies can be skewed but something around like one eighth of the volume that you've been used to doing to get you there and it kind of makes sense to like maintain it. I to maintain it and and what does that look like for me it's a couple of sets of squats a couple of sets of deadlifts compound lifts overhead press a bench press a row and I'm good like, done done like this is where like there's other like to to put seven days a week into your health and fitness where it's all based around an aesthetic appearance, an aesthetic look. It's it's great at the start, but there's a burnout that, that yeah. fucking happens in a crash element. So uh, that's where that tagline I was saying yesterday, like building your physical pension is the message that I'm I'm putting out there now. Like that to me is that's the message that combats the whole picture on the beach. Like it's not saying that you can't get a picture on the beach, but there's two different feelings of someone that diets hard for fixates on this one picture for that's in eight weeks time. Or the person that's got eight weeks and you say, look, a little bit too much stress on your looks, but we're going to do things right. We're going to kind of look at your metabolism, see where you're at, like get you strong, get you confident with these compound lifts. And both of them might have two different journeys, two different weight loss, um, two, two different weights that they end up being. But the person who goes down that path of focusing on strong, getting stronger and really assessing their nutrition, they'll they're win healthier. Every, they'll they're win every time. Healthier, yeah. like it's literally the better option. Yeah. There's no opinion about it. And like wh- what's the other lifting. person doing in Ocean Beach? You're knocking cocktails and Prosecco back every every hour of the day and, and you're binging because you've the next fucking... Week, uh, uh, the next year, you just do the same thing. Uh, you try and then it doesn't work as well. You're like, what? I've done this last time. Why is it not working as well? Because bo- your body's got a memory of everything that you fucking do. It's it's hard to, to put that amount of stress on your body and expect it to work. And you're getting older, so things are going to start to slow down if you keep doing that way. 100%. Right, I think we'll end this year. That's what that over an hour. I, my jet lag brain's coming back. Podcast back. Uh, so first podcast back in the, I've the, the homeland. Last ten minutes. I'm glad you because <laughs> I tried to think of the word for my elbow, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't. I was like, "What is that thing uh, called in the middle?" Of my my knees sore. Um, <laughs> um, if you want to promote any of your shit, also I'll promote as my stuff first. You need to do an intro. I'm not going to do yeah, an intro. Do I think no. Nah, in fact, do you know what? I'm not even promoting my coaching. What are you doing? Uh, so if you uh, if you if you want to find us, you can find my stuff on Instagram, um, Coach Crosser, and I've got the brand Bulletproof Coaching as well. Um, so that's really what I'm building with this whole physical pension and that sort of stuff. And I we do a podcast as well, but cool. steal your steal I'll, your thunder. I'll with add that. all your stuff and uh, the show notes. Thank you very much for. Well, you didn't really come on because <laughs> you in came your, to me. I'm in your space, but yeah. Thank, that was a class chat. Enjoyed uh, it. Catch you soon.